0: Good morning, Sean.
1: Good morning, John.
0: We're on summer break, like everyone at this moment of recording, I guess. Well, everyone is maybe probably too universal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is a Saturday.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So. No, it's
1: Friday. It's Friday. It's a Friday. Never mind. All right. Yeah. Plenty of people are not on break right now.
0: Summer break does too. So, since we're examining everything about the education system and proposing throwing it, most of it out, why don't we uh, talk about the possibility or the need to get rid of summer break?
1: No. How about that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I we, same, we can yeah.
1: seriously discuss it, but you're...
0: Yeah. It's not like any, any anything will be consequential about our discussion anyway. Oh, well, yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I suppose we could safely imagine it away, and it'll right. still be safely yeah. with us.
0: yeah. So fortunately, everything we we talk about is is purely theoretical and hypothetical, and and nothing that we, <laughs> none of our suggestions or proposals will ever come to fruition or reality. So so we can do it, Sean, and not worry about losing our summer break. We can you know trash <laughs> sure, summer it's break. A,
1: it's a pretty nice position to be. In. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I uh, okay. I'll just say this. I, I think that theoretically, the need for summer break, which is a real need by the way, for teachers and students. And I think that's exactly why it's impossible to get rid of. But that need for it, I think, is a symptom of the problems of school and where school goes wrong. And I guess I would say if we ever got to a point where it didn't seem so problematic to get rid of summer break, it would be because we've improved our education system.
1: Mm, maybe. I, I I agree with you partly there. <laughs> All right should i elaborate yeah yeah go ahead <laughs> yeah i mean uh i would just say that like uh um these extended these breaks that we have so like you know typically there's a holiday break that's two week two weeks a uh, uh, spring break and a fall break typically thanksgiving ish that's a week uh, and summer right summer yep. being an extended uh like a really extended break Right. Okay. And the, it's maybe, the break maybe,
0: between the end and the beginning of the next year. Right,
1: right. I, I think there's important symbolism in that. Um, and and I do think we do a real service for students by—and uh, maybe this doesn't go towards not getting rid of summer, but to rethinking how we schedule the school day, but, but we have a lot of young people who are in <laughs> classrooms during perfectly nice days where they, uh, you know, where it'd be a great time to do sports, a great time to just be outside and enjoy, uh, enjoy outside. Right. Right. And, uh, and sort of get that, uh, that part of you that, that desires and is fulfilled by being out in nature and uh, just exploring or doing whatever. Uh, I think that's, I think that's where I guess I could, I, I, you see, I'm talking myself into your position. I guess if I imagine a school where that is sacrosanct, then, yeah, I think you could probably do that. But I do think there's an important like symbolism and uh, a sort of a end before the beginning um, when you're sort of moving up and you're taking on these more official, not more official, like a, a, you're seen as growing. Uh, I think that's a nice way of... Structuring the story of a person's life, but I would rather talk about it in those terms rather than, oh well, schools need summer because we need have time to wax the floors and buy new furniture and uh, rest everybody. I think the rest is so necessary because I mean, we're coming out of the school year absolutely dead exhausted, all of us, students and teachers.
0: For you, what what's the most exhausting? What are some exhausting things about? The school year that you feel like having a summer break gives you the chance to recharge for those. Yeah, regarding I, I, those things.
1: Yeah, so it is sort of this perpetually behind on getting stuff done uh, that that wears you out. You know, you've you've always got always got papers to grade, and, or as an administrator, you're you're always dealing with some sort of like uh, a, a situation at school where there's this you know a student a discipline issue with the student or maybe a a student failure issue and just like you know you feel like you resolve one thing and then like two more things happen and it seems like if if you don't stop then uh, then you'll never get a chance to like catch up on everything that you're trying to do and and also I think emotionally uh, when you're like when you're working with students you get emotionally tired especially when a student requires a lot of like attention because you really want that student to do well you're um you're having a lot of conversations with the student maybe with the parent and teachers and uh and it's just it's nice to have uh a month or two to uh, uh to rest that part of your mind really i think that's why that's why it feels so exhausting It's cuz there's no real Built-in break, and again, I know I know where you're going with this, and I don't disagree. Which is, let's rethink how we're doing school, man.
0: Right. Yeah, because the things you're describing are things that I would say don't necessarily have to be that way. But now it would have to be. There would have to be some pretty radical changes to to get rid of those things. But those are, are those aren't parts of learning, essentially. You know, for example, like if they're not parts of growing or developing. Because you could say those things never stop you know there's not like a beginning and an end to those things like the the way there is the beginning and and an end to the school year and it's not you know as we've discussed, it's not as if the institution of school makes those things happen. the institution of school does make certain things happen it does create a certain uh, set of um, requirements and uh bird you know expectations and and uh, responsibilities for the students and for the teachers and for everyone. But I guess, yeah, like like it's it's really easy for me to imagine those away. <laughs> you know, like, like if I say, like you say, grading, right? Or like behavior problems or, uh, uh, you know, being behind in terms of being prepared for exams or any kinds of assessments or, you know, there's a certain schedule of things that you have to kind of keep up with it's not very hard to just imagine that those things are not there and it, it doesn't really create a problem except within that structure of of requirements that is uh seems pretty easily to rec- easy to recognize them as self-imposed hmm. like th- th- this is it what it brings to to mind for me is i remember uh, uh early on or no probably like my fourth or fifth year of teaching um i had this sort of moment of realization where I was behind on grading and I was going into class or, you know, thinking about the, the, the day of school that I had in ahead of me and thinking about what, what are we going to do? Right. And, um, one way that a teacher can always kind of, or one move a teacher can make when you, if you feel like things are, are sort of out of control is to assign something that's for a grade, <laughs> right? Right. Like, Like this is a a way of taking control because it's, it's something that that you can assume that the students will respond to, or at least, you know, a good number of, you know, a good, a good enough percentage of the students will respond to, uh, you know, and those who don't, then you can deal with them. Right. As necessary. And, uh, but what I realized is I was like, if I assign another thing for a grade, I'm going to have to grade that thing, (laughs) you know, and this is the very thing that's crushing me right now is, is all these things that I have to grade. And, um, And this, you know, I don't know where this, if this came from a song, you know, or, or, or some, or a TV show, but, but some expression, you know, a a phrase came to my mind is who's driving this crazy train anyway, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know? And I realized like, I'm the one driving it now. I'm driving it according to a schedule, right. That's, that's been given to me. But in the end, I'm the one who's, who's, you know, pushing it forward on the track. And like, if it's getting out of, you know, if it's, uh, going off the rails, you know, or, or it's a runaway train or whatever. It's because of my own actions. You know, I'm the one who's who's directly uh, pushing it forward. And so then I just thought, well, if I don't assign something today, that'll be, you know, that'll give me a chance to catch up, right? But I'll have to deal with the the guilt, right? <laughs> you know? Right. And the the chaos, the potential chaos of students in my classroom who, you know, they it's not like they don't have anything to do, but it's in the structure, in the system that they're in, they don't have anything to do, right? Because right. that something to do has to come from the teacher telling them, you have to do this thing. And then the motivation to do it has to come from the teacher saying, this is for a grade. Right, right. You know? So, <laughs> the,
1: you know, this, uh, yeah, and this this reminds me of another option that uh, that I've, Certainly implemented before, which is the, the God, I'm so behind on grading. Like this, this happened the year that we, over the summer, you and I created what we called, quote, the system. <laughs> right. That was going to solve everything in the right. classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, like, resulted in, I, I might have mentioned this before. I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast, but, uh, but yeah, it resulted in, in a, Stack of papers that was—I mean, it was—it was literally as high as a person. I mean, it was, and it was—it was wonderful too because it was all like student chose the students chose what to do, and yeah. then they would turn stuff in, and it just over the course of the year, it just—I just couldn't get in front of it, and there was just a point where, you—you uh, <laughs> you could hit a break, and you could just sort of say like. You know what? This is just everyone's getting A's. And <laughs> <Right. laughs> that, stack, that right, stack's yeah. disappearing. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I've done that plenty which, of times. <laughs> which is like, yeah, I mean, I think we have to admit, right? Uh, we have to admit to the ways that we escape these issues right. sometimes. If the we're ways gonna, we cope with. with this yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of guilt for me, really. Like, it there I it have is. to really, d- you yeah. know, um, what do you call it like uh you know separate myself from that guilt like intentionally because really it it feels like you're not doing your job right yeah as as a teacher yeah Uh, it's like the kids
1: did all this work don't they deserve some feedback on it and
0: right yeah and also like how are you going to give you know this kid who did this amount of good work in a and then that one who clearly just kind of you know (laughs) didn't try that just did the minimum did the minimum yeah yeah but at the same time, if you, as soon as you play, start playing that game of just trying to distinguish between these two, that's where all the, you know, all the energy comes from and, and all the effort. And then then at that same time, then you start feeling, you know, like if you think about it too much there too, you know, uh, you think, well, okay, if it's about feedback, how meaningful is this feedback going to be to them anyway? I'm, am I just doing this for myself just to relieve myself of this responsibility? Is this really going to be helpful feedback to them? Um uh, right, like questioning the assignment itself, like how much, you know, how much value does this actually have, which for me was always a problem when I would, when I would use assignments or quizzes that other teachers developed, right? Right. And yeah. I was just using them to, you know, as space fillers for, you know, cause I needed a quiz here, I needed a test or I needed an assignment. And at those times, like I would really have almost, you know, and it's not because I didn't, it sounds like, you know, I don't trust those teachers. I don't have confidence in those teachers, but. I wouldn't have confidence in the assignments because I didn't put any thought into, like, why does this, why would this be a valuable thing for my students to do? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and because just the general atmosphere is, is not to do that, right? Right. I just assumed that it probably didn't have <laughs> that much value.
1: Well, and I, I lose confidence in my own assignments from year to year when I'm teaching the same class. I, yeah. Like, I, I, when I'm at my best, I'm not just giving last year's assignments. Right. It, uh, I'm, I, when I'm at my best, I guess I'm not giving any assignments and everyone's <laughs> just engaged in doing things on their own. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but it's, uh um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, th- these are things. Like, all right, so if we kind of, like, focused in and we thought about these things and thought about how to imagine them away, then, yeah, you can imagine some other of the problems that, uh, you know, end up at the administrative level uh, being reduced for sure. Uh, But I don't, you know, I I worry less about the administrative level, I think, because I think if you have happy teachers, generally, if you're going to get teachers in a spot where they're not needing desperately to step away. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think this is another thing. Okay, so here's another part of, like, the guilt of uh, in teaching, which is uh, you can't, like, some are... Uh, breaks right breaks are when you when you can take off when you can take extended time off of work right you know my wife works uh at a job that's is not uh it's not an education job it's 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 a job with the uh um metropolitan planning organization and she has something like 6 weeks of vacation that she's you know over the like 20 years that she's been there that she's been able to like uh a crew each year, and she can just—I hmm. mean, there's obviously a lot of work beforehand and, and and coming back, but she can just take that time. Uh, yeah, you know, she—if it's October, if it's March, uh, if it's—you uh, know—when everyone is off for you know at school breaks or when people aren't, and and uh, uh, with teachers, you don't feel like you can ever take but like a day or two. Uh, right. So so looking at it from the standpoint of just people needing a a chance to step away from their job. Like that's when it is for teachers. So so
0: deal with that, John. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes, thank you for the challenge. Um, (laughs) No, I I think that's another thing that why why does it have to be that way? You know, like if, if I just ask you, like why, what is it about learning and education that requires teachers to feel that they can't take time off? Well and right, like, and
1: let's say and let's say students too my yeah cuz i mean now that i'm realizing students, the exactly, scope yeah. of
0: this yeah right and now one of those things might be the uh the the way it's structured that there's this year to year completion you know like you're completing levels of your education right and um you'll you have a uh limited window of time to do that you know and if it doesn't get done in that time you have to you know theoretically all this <laughs> i think rarely hap- you know really happens but you got to start all over, you know, it's a really, right. it has to be like this redo. Yeah. Um, and so those are the stakes. If a teacher's gone, you know, if a student's gone, you're, you're missing this thing that, that, that has to happen right now. It There's no way of putting it off. And, and it's, it's a real uh, loss if it doesn't happen. And, you know, we can uh, see with the example of, of COVID and schools being online that, Uh, You know, all this talk of like, how are we going to make up for all this time? And then, you know, when it's, you know, when people decide at the end that students are, you know, a certain number of instructional hours or whatever behind where they should be, or they didn't, you know, they scored this much lower on the the end of year assessment than they should have scored. It's like uh, there's this real sense of like the time for this to be done has passed, right? Like this this is a failure, and um, the time is done, and now now we're, it's all just you know trying to make up for this for this lost time, right? Yeah, I mean, it does, it, yeah,
1: yeah, it it is sort of like the way we've all been kind of uh, brainwashed into how things should proceed in education, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I take your point. I'm just trying to think about like, okay, so if we can get rid of that, which is, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I think one of the 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 saddest thing i think that happens for me for students academically is when they're not ready to advance in this traditional model uh and that's indicated by grades and then they're expected to repeat a grade and accept failing grades <laughs> for <laughs> right uh and it, it it just seems like this uh uh and and it's never it's never anything like oh well you know obviously you just weren't ready for these subjects like let's right give it yeah it's like you failed
0: two. you you failed, <laughs> you, and you could- now you're gonna be punished you like you're you're punished in the right like currently by your failing yeah. grades and you're gonna still be punished for the next year for the rest of your life <laughs> for, <laughs> until you <Right>. graduate <laughs> by the fact right. that you're one year behind like everyone yeah. else
1: yeah no I I I've, I've I've been frustrated with that, uh, with that model. And, and I, I mean, and as an administrator and in, in dealing with that model, I, I happily like when students aren't doing well in a class, I'm just like, well, let's just try it again next year when that's possible. It's so rare that it's possible. Yeah. Because things are tracked, um, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> by, by the, by the guy who makes the schedule me. Uh, <laughs> so, so I've been trying to loosen that up as much as I can, but yeah, it's, it's, It's terrible to, uh, to put, but, but, but but back to this, John, it's like, okay, so I need to take two weeks off of work and, uh, um, and let's say February, I want to, you know, I want to go skiing, you know, before spring break, but, but, you you know, I want to go snow skiing for two weeks and kill myself. But, uh, (laughs) but let's just say I wanted to take two weeks, but you want me to just like leave the classroom? Like... Walk me through this. The whole school has to look different.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 The whole school has to look different. Uh, I think at the secondary level, it's, it's really easy, uh, you know, like let's say sixth grade and up, because I think we really overestimate the degree to which kids need to be supervised and the degree to which they need to be kept busy, right? Yeah. And that's why you need more people there all the time, <laughs> right, is to supervise and keep them busy. Right, right. Right. Uh otherwise like like if you're doing if somehow they were more independent let's say right let's just imagine that they're more independent with regards to their learning then to me you, immediately the the need for for adult constant interaction with an adult decreases significantly you know. Uh sure, yeah. Like even like and then the let's say the optimum level of adult or of teacher student interaction would be when the the student identifies a real need for that interaction and seeks it out because of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if you had a, if you had a situation like that, then y- yeah, like basically your your staffing needs. <laughs> this is, sounds so utopian. Would would decrease, right? And then like when everyone's there, you would have like you know like more than uh, you know enough teachers for what you need to do, or then more than enough staff. And so like for example, right. Like, if you want to go skiing for two weeks, what that means is that you won't be available to your students for two weeks, right? Right. Okay. Now, if they know that and you know that and, and the whole, your, your whole interaction with your students is based on their need to, you know, interact with you, to get guidance from you, to get, you know, they say, we need a lesson on, on this or, we're, you know, whatever, right. however it's right. structured, then it would just be scheduled around that, right? It wouldn't be the situation where there's a class full of students who are unsupervised and they're like, where's Sean? you know (laughs) like where's you know we need sean in there to make sure that they don't uh destroy anything right or we need sean in there to make sure that uh they're not wasting their time yeah that learning is happening that learning is happening yeah where's sean he's not making sure that these kids are learning something right that's yeah like i think if you no, yeah, they, it goes back to, like, if the students saw that, you know, if they were more the agents of their own learning and, and education, then, um, yeah, I guess if you think of more of, like, a college, maybe, like, let's say, not even, like, a, you know, college system where you're going to class and you're taking tests and stuff, things like that, but maybe, like, one where you have, uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, like, in graduate school, <laughs> where uh, you have having a, a... Seminar. Like, you're doing, what's that? Seminar or whatever like you're doing research right you're doing your own okay. independent research right and you have yeah. some advisor or some some person who you go to for for help and, and guidance in your in your research yeah um if that person uh, you know said hey i'm going to be out for 2 weeks right right like let's coordinate and make sure that you're you're good to go for those 2 weeks and um you know also you can contact me if you know if, if something comes up that's just you know you can't resolve or here's some other people you can you can talk to that are here who can help you um yeah just some like if we imagine that the burden of the learning is shifted to the the students and that you know willingly right like like it's not a question right. of like forcing it on them it's just that they it's just naturally there then yeah you don't need the teacher there all the time and then also <laughs> the the student doesn't need to be there all the time either
1: yeah no that's true i was i was just about to get to that i think in terms of like a, of of a, a classroom of 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 fellow learners, um, then you know you're just you're dealing with the the population that's there, uh, right? You, you, I mean, you're assuming everyone's contributing. If you, you you don't need the teachers there, and if you don't need the teachers there on a certain, I mean, you you need to schedule when you're out so that people know what to expect. But I suppose you could go the same way with the students, is and they don't <laughs> that. The the feeling though is is that if a student is out is is that, oh well that student missed so let's say that student wanted to take two weeks off, their family right. wanted to take two weeks off to get a you know <laughs> a, a not crowded Disney World. Again, like <laughs> right. it's way too long to spend somewhere, but uh right. but yeah, I mean the feeling is gonna be, oh wow, that student missed two weeks of content. You know? Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, that there's two weeks of
0: there's a learning gap, right? Right. Um, But I I guess my my question is, is that really true, right? I know we want that to be true. (laughs) You know, like, like when if I had a student who was absent, you know, and they come back, they're like, did I miss anything? Like, of course you missed something, you know. Oh, my God. Like, (laughs) what did you miss? It's like unbelievable. Right. And then uh, but really the truth is like, I mean. Yeah, and I could probably explain it to you in about five or ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, because big... the things they miss aren't really recoverable anyway. That's not because nothing's happening, but it's like the the valuable moments, uh, and I think, in a classroom it, are, I think, are, are yeah. really they're, – they're not right. recoverable. I, I they're think just,
0: they're not particularly recoverable, like in that exact way, right. you know – that that was experienced by the people who were there and that's and, and i think that's why yeah you're like yeah you missed it i mean but they're no not particularly to
1: critical to an education either right yeah, yeah yeah they're not
0: it's not that the generally like you know whatever knowledge or understanding or skill or whatever is not recoverable because it is you right, know right. and uh i think what it is is it's it's, it's the burden of its recovery is greater if if the teacher just is is just needs the student to be sitting there in front of them so you can you know transfer that to them, <laughs> you right, right? Like you, you know you give them that lecture that they missed, but even then you know that's solved by just recording lectures <laughs> and making them available. Um, so uh, it's I mean I don't mean to to dismiss all these things just completely or whatever. My point is is this I think we we I don't know why uh but we overemphasize the the necessity and the importance of these things and it really puts us in a in a tough situation right it puts us under a, a lot of pressure that uh then we complain about you know and uh and wish it wasn't there and then you know we say well you know we need summer break but it's because school is such a beating you know it's right, like torture right. in so many ways and not in every way but like so many aspects of it are really like just annoying and and yeah it chips away and, at you it's not yeah. like
1: yeah I mean I mean even in like uh I, I don't I, I I'm at a really like I think I've said many times I, I really enjoy the school I work at now it is, I feel like we're we're working to solve a lot of these problems, but there's just some some basics that are hard to get away from that just really yeah it just chips away at you throughout the year you're um and you feel like God oh, I just need to need a minute. To get right. away from this, or a month,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and how like think about how different that you know is from the energizing effect of actual learning and you know authentic engagement in things and you know how that just makes you want more, right? Like you just right, and and that's what we're supposedly doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, why is it that you know everybody knows that when they really experience that thing that we say we're doing. It doesn't make you leave you feeling like exhausted and tired and like you want to escape and run away and you know and not have to think about it for for two months or three months.
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it,
0: it was like we. I, I don't know when we did the
1: last episode, but I, I <laughs> just to you know throw a little anecdote in here. It's like you you called me and you were like. We you know, we're gonna do another episode our our plan was to like, okay, well at the summer and we'll really start producing these. Yeah. And I was like, I kinda of, you know, I kinda of forgot it that we're doing a podcast. I kinda of forgot who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it was like right. I was uh uh I got once I got into like my summer break, which was a little after uh the the um the students went on the summer break. Yeah. Uh, I just man, I turned I turned off like parts of me that think about education. Yeah, because I was, you know, that I, I, just part of me was completely exhausted. Yeah, and then you yeah. call me up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had my yeah, recording all set up, ready to go, all my equipment and everything, and and I thought I'd call you and we you know we'd press record and start going, but yeah,
1: and I was at I you weren't at even the, at home, <laughs> yeah, I was at the home improvement store, yeah, <laughs> I was working on 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 projects, you know, yeah, working with my hands,
0: <laughs> yeah, like okay, like to be transparent about this summer, like I'm really enjoying this summer break, uh, because I'm taking this time to read and uh, research and, and potentially, you know, write and create things on topics that I'm really interested in. Right. And, but it just so happens that those topics are very closely related to uh, what my teaching responsibilities will be next year. Right. And, um, but I kind of feel like these are, there's two separate things here. One is, or one is, one is my personal interests and where I personally am with regard to like, for example, right now I'm kind of uh reading Hamlet very closely, and i'm and I'm thinking about creating some sort of you know uh, uh kind of literary criticism or you know, just sort of analysis of of uh Hamlet from a literary point of view, but also from a kind of philosophical point of view and And then also with history, next year, I'll be teaching social studies, and so like I'm you know doing some reading and, and everything in, in uh in history and but i feel I feel like when the school year starts. I'm going to have to stop this or at least like reduce it to such a level that, that I'll be afraid that, uh, it won't survive the school year, (laughs) you know, and I'll have to revive it next summer because it will have become, you know, this uh, work and interest and and time that I have will be so, you know, extinguished that I'll have to even try to remember, okay, what was I doing last summer? You know, (laughs) like that was so interesting, you know, and, and try to, you know, bring back that, um, level of interest and activity and motivation and everything but but I was thinking just yesterday what if I go into class and and that's my participation in the class is I'm like this is what I'm working on right right and let's figure out how you know what you can work on right to, to my students and and like we're just like a community of of people looking at language You know, looking at literature, analyzing it, I can probably because I would have more experience and and skills and and knowledge with those things. My role would involve a lot more of sharing with them, you know, what I what I know and what I can do, and helping them to develop those same skills. But but my participation to a large extent could also just be sharing what I'm currently interested in and and involved in and and working on, right? And uh, the same thing with with social studies is because that's the point at which you know, I'm going, I feel like I'm going to be most valuable to, to them as, uh, someone to interact with. Yeah. Right. Not as a person who, you know, uh, devised formulaic lessons to, you know, uh, yeah, because otherwise what it, what it takes is, is I have to kind of decide what they should become. Right. And just kind of create a lesson path <laughs> to taking them there. Right. Right. And, that's not really what I'm interested in, right? Like, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean,
1: uh, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I, well, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so that that goes to another, um, another sort of built-in issue of 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 education is is that there's well, first of all, there's plenty of this like teachers out there who I think would love to do you know something in terms of just modeling what it is to be a learner and right. to you know be out there with the students just at a more sophisticated level and uh you know w- with some wisdom and and advice in order to you know help a student with 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 the subject area right. um to to gain knowledge and expertise uh but <laughs> but there's there are people and I don't know exactly you know I, I I can't be sure that I can point fingers but it seems that there's people who are really comfortable with uh the idea of, I've decided what you should become, <laughs> right, and, and now here's the path for you to get there, and if you, you, if you miss a day or a week, then, then you'll be responsible for exactly this and this. Right, yeah. Now, I think that comes more from the fact that we're, we're always getting these cumulative assessments that point towards specific uh, bits of knowledge, or it feels like right. we're always uh, doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that's a really a I don't know if there's a preponderance of personalities that that would like to decide what people should come become and how to get there. Back to the herpetologist here for a second. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, well, you got to get through biology before you could possibly be a herpetologist. (laughs) Uh, No, you got to eventually get through biology. But.
0: Right. Like as it. soon as that student and we're referencing, you know, a student which you you t- uh, talked about. Uh, yeah. The early, early episode. On, yeah. yeah the, like there was a student who who it became very clear and he was very open about being uh, interested and passionate about herpetology. Right. About yeah. learning about reptiles. Right. Yeah. And uh, but not like um more like just facts about reptiles is what I understood. You know, is the way it was kind of expressed is like, did you know this about you know lizards? Right, did yeah. you know this about yeah. snakes? Isn't this interesting? Yeah. And and like your reaction to that as, as his teacher was was like, you know, and and you know, it's because it's 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 how we're programmed. You know, is is like thinking like, okay, you you start you know calculating the tra- the academic trajectory right, of the yeah. student. <laughs> how are you going to get there? How are you going right. to
1: be an actual herpetologist? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And so then I fall into that. Yeah, I forgot, that, I forgot that I cast myself in that light, but that, that was absolutely true, because I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, biology must be your go-to subject then. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> right. <Now>. <laughs> right. <laughs> not at all.
0: Right, yeah, because the student had mentioned that, because you, know, you said, how are you doing in biology? And right, yeah. He said, yeah. Not, not, right. not too good. Because
1: I, I, I concluded that, well, right. surely, <laughs> surely you figured this out, kid.
0: <laughs> right. Otherwise, what's your what's the value of all the, you know your interest in in reptiles, right? <laughs> it and doesn't I, I translate think it's unfortunate
1: into it. too because I, I feel like uh, uh, you, you know it, it seems like the the way we set these trajectories it's like oh we're like not only are we interested in like getting herpetologists in the world we're interested in, in only herpetologists who have like a great passion for like all of biology. Right. And it's like this it's like this prerequisite. Is it sort of like a prerequisite to be an English major is is that you better like Shakespeare. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, You you better have that. If you don't like Shakespeare, then forget about it. Like you're not really going to be a a student of literature. And I think that's uh, I mean, I I certainly am guilty of saying that to people uh, and. I'd probably even say it today, but I think I would be wrong. I, I think I would say it only just to point out my extreme bias. Uh, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I do think it's like we're kind of stuck in a system, and and that that has trained us to sort of go to this. Well, if you want to do this, then this is this is the path. This is the path through the system. It it's not even wrong, right? It's not even wrong to say like, oh, well you hope you're good at biology because right. that's how you will, like in this world, <laughs> it seems, right. uh, become a herpetologist. And, and, right. and meanwhile, right? Meanwhile, you think of the great thinkers of of history that that uh, um, who 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 did not have to necessarily follow a certain path of schooling. Uh, maybe some did, and then some didn't, and and. Yeah. they they arrived with great thoughts great conclusions just by following their interests
0: right you know i just i was just thinking maybe uh it's there's a lack of awareness and precision about the difference between uh, descriptive you know um observe you know like observations and uh, about how things are right descriptive approaches to things like education or how to become a, a herpetologist and prescriptive uh programs and advice about what you should do right uh because in that way like it's true okay like if you look descriptively and you you want to see you know to be materially successful uh, you know in in our society which is you know not an unimportant thing right then you know here's a path this is the path that that people are taking right and this is the path that's currently leading to a sort of predictable outcome Therefore, that's the path that you should be on. This is the path, you know, uh, being prescribed to you right now. And I don't think there's any problem with with looking at the world and seeing how things are actually happening and reporting that <laughs> to one another and to, you know, to young people. But to then just uh, conclude that, you know, to push people towards that path as being, you know, for their own good and, and all that kind of stuff, That's that enters a different realm of Decision making and and value judgments and and consequences that that like you know in the context of how we've been talking about takes takes away the agency of the person right and and really reduces the potential for them to benefit from right like their interests and 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 their efforts it,
1: yeah well it reduces the benefit for them to learn from their own judgment too
0: right yeah right, um, right yeah
1: I mean it's it it. <laughs> What's wrong with like trying to just go at it and just become a herpetologist and find out later? Oh, I needed biology. Um, right.
0: Or discovering an interest in in something once you realize that that uh, the benefit of of it to you, right? Like right right. I have I, a, I, like yeah. Go ahead.
1: No, no. I I I've got to get us back to summer though because I right. I I got on my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My tragedy of the herpetologist.
0: <laughs> so, so Let's this see. is all, you know, yeah, like all of this is is like a real psychological spiritual beating. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> right. Yeah. Well <laughs> like that's why, torture, right? And that's then why. so once and Certainly yeah, that once kid once... needed
1: summer break too. Right. Yeah. To, to go look, from... you know,
0: go read books about lizards all day or Right. Whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Watch videos exactly. about, about lizards and go to the library and go out and yeah. fi- try to find some lizards. And go to the I zoo. Know, yeah. 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 So, like, yeah. By the time May rolls around, everybody's just you know it's done, right? And, yeah. You know, now and then, do, do then you want. need the summer to to try to you know forget what school's actually like, and and um <laughs> you know generate some optimism about you know what it, what it could possibly be for the next year, uh, and then spend <laughs> the next ten months <laughs> being disillusioned. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That,
1: yeah. 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 And then, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. So so I've got another. uh, You know, I'm going to defend summer. Like, all right, yeah, that's good. (laughs) So I'm going to keep coming at you with things. Yeah. Uh, Now, this one might take me a minute. Well, I'll give you a chance to respond, and then I'll I'll say something that I think I've already said on the podcast before about how I think schools maybe could be run um, considering this. But uh, I'm sure in the introduction episode, uh, I pointed out that I was a, a summer camp kid. And then I was a summer counselor, uh, once I've, you know, once I was like 16 and started working at camps instead of attending camps. And, uh, and I would be ignoring the brainwashing that, that that happened to me when, uh, when we had like, uh, these scares, these year round school scares, um, (laughs) (laughs) where there was just like, these major lobbying efforts every time you'd talk to anyone at a summer camp, they'd have a Save Our Summer bumper oh, sticker really? to give you or something. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and yeah, I mean, like from one point, like the cynical point of view would be that, you know, of course they're running a business and this right, will mess up yeah. their, their business model. But, but I, I was like, I was all there because I felt like this was such a valuable time for young people. Right. Uh, it was, and it was in such sharp contrast to how schools are run. It's like the structure yeah. of school versus sort of the freedom of a summer camp. Um, well, right. freedom of some summer camps. I, I do think uh, I should point out that I, I I tested a couple of summer camps, and I I did I did end up preferring the one that had the least amount of structure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and 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 that was the one where I worked for for many years after, and and so. I know I know what you're gonna say, but go ahead and say
0: it. <laughs> uh no so I mean so what you're saying is that um some without summer break, without summer break,
1: yeah you're you know the the opportunities because it's not just that like you know you you might say like, oh well, well, a student could go to a, you know camp at any time well, that's yeah. like uh that that maybe ignores the the sort of real business like situation of you need a certain amount of students at it, and you can only get them if they're all condensed into a three month period uh where you're certain that there's a population out there that will go to summer camp right and uh, otherwise summer camp you know camps won't run if kids are just like showing up whenever
0: right yeah and but probably still like you know camps would happen during certain seasons and uh, yeah, I, don't, I still don't, yeah.
1: You think it's just solvable by <laughs> saying, well, Flexibility, like, like, basically. if a kid needs yeah, like, to leave like, for four weeks.
0: Then... And why would it just be one kid? You know, like probably there would be a time during the school year where everybody knows that there are camps going, outdoor camps going on, right? right. And that's probably, you know, and even the school can encourage people to go uh, to those camps. Even The s- schools could even uh, partner with, camps uh, right? yes to, Th- this s- is
1: where i was gonna go but um yeah but go ahead
0: yeah to send all of their students <laughs> you know are all the ones who want to go you know to the camp but i you know what i think but you know again like focusing on camps i think will get away from the, the the point because i don't know what percentage of kids go to summer camps during the summer i never went i for me summer camp was never even like a question of you know i've never been to one and i it never was even something that was, you know, presented to me, <laughs> you know, as an option. Um, right. So I don't know how if you know how many other people you know have that experience growing up. But um, but you know what I think it is what summer camp represents is like you said it's it's it represents a a time of at least the ones you were involved in of freedom, um, and freedom in an environment that's different from probably your normal environment, right? Right. And it's an outdoor environment. And all those kinds of things, but I don't think it's necessary to, you know, for it to be like an organized camp, probably to get all those things. But I think the social aspect of it is probably a big element of it, and that does take it requires, you know, uh, a large group of people to do decide to do the same thing at the same time, right? Right. And uh, but I, I really think the key is that that freedom, right? Where uh, probably the more you're you actually because i remember like when i was a kid and 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 even it doesn't even matter like the difference between you know when i was a kid or as a teacher there's very little difference it's just like you know when school's done you just feel like wow you know like i'm free you know i can i can decide what to do with my time you know if i want to (laughs) relax i can do that if i want to do these other things i can and uh yeah i mean now like when there's a whole other discussion there, which is that wearing off and just getting bored and, you know, not knowing what to do with your time. But but I, I think that's also because our, our society and culture is not structured for, you know, kids who are, uh, uh, what's the word, like just idle idle at home, you know, to be able to do very much, right? right. You, you become kind of powerless in a way. And, and like a lot of my memories of summer are just being at home, you know. Uh, my parents were at work it was just me and my brother and we were just bored <laughs> right? watching a lot of tv because there was there wasn't much else we could do um yeah we did a lot of back in those days we did a lot of playing outside uh but you know it was hot texas summers so there's also <laughs> yeah, a limit and, uh, to that
1: <laughs> so, well that, yeah and that was like part of part of summer camp for for me as a uh as a youth i'll say is uh, uh is that I otherwise would just hide in the air conditioning all day. <laughs> right. It's, it's so hot. Uh but you know it, it um I think it's yeah I, I realize like as I'm talking to you I, I feel like there's it, it's like we're we're afraid, right? And and I'm, I'm sure summer camp you know business owners would be, you know, afraid we're, we're afraid to let something different develop out of what right. we out of the good things that we have we're afraid to just sort of uh trust that uh, that people will like if they need a summer camp like if we got rid of summer camp right not not yeah. rid of summer camp if we got rid of summer like at a school or if, if schools across Texas got rid of summer uh, there'd be a great fear that that the good things that are in summer camp wouldn't just naturally continue to exist that the that the uh, the need and the demand wouldn't just force schools to figure out how to make those things happen, like how to make, yeah. how to give students. Uh, or
0: that students themselves wouldn't figure out what what's, you know, how to or make yeah, that yeah happen. Or
1: that students themselves, yeah, wouldn't figure it, yeah,
0: yeah. If I mean, they're it, a, if it, they have given it, the ability to, yeah. To in do. fairness, right, so
1: like, again, now I know this is like, I'm getting you know, particular to people who own the these camps, but yeah, it's like, how do you even know that a camp is out in the hill country? Uh, you know, like, you know, it's not. It's not like a student's gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm, you know. It's like, it's like you said, <laughs> like, it wasn't even a thing and on your radar, right? Um, and so if it wasn't even on your radar and you were bored, uh, you know, how do you? you know, there's a certain amount of like psh, opportunities that that and this is where i think it goes towards school's partnering with camps is it's like this might be a great opportunity it might be a, it might have been a great thing for you john <laughs> it might have been a, a terrible thing <laughs> yeah for you. i mean but, i don't know like yeah. for me it was obviously a good thing but it was in contrast to the school year for me at the you know at school i was one kind of like learner you know and i was yeah. really like put you know i felt like i existed as a certain kind of learner and and, and a certain kind of social element whereas at right. camp i felt like it was it wasn't just that like i could reinvent myself it was like strengths that i had naturally had were were more apparent you know I mean, Which, yeah you know it wasn't anything amazing but it was right. like at least it wasn't <laughs> ignored at summer camp you were a god (laughs) right right but yeah i mean it's like at school i I don't think i ever got any sort of like recognition of being like a a decent person whereas at camp you know if you were like a decent person and nice to like little kids they'd you know they make a big old deal about that (laughs) (laughs) right yeah
0: (laughs) you know maybe uh, the uh just knowing you right and and like what's important to you. Like, I know that I think your membership in a community and your role in a community is, is like really, you know, something that, uh, yeah, it's important. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, uh, it makes a big difference in, in your experience of right, you know, yeah. something. So like, if I just, you know, imagine what, you know, right. Cause you're saying in school, the type of student that you were, but, but maybe like a more accurate way w- of putting it is what kind of member of the community you were, right. Mm-hmm. Or what your role in the community was versus what your role in the in the community of summer camp was would that be accurate? Yeah,
1: I, I think that's fair because I mean I I was basically saying what kind of role I had at school, which was you know re- pretty narrow. Right.
0: right, and that's 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 really interesting because like it's hard to even think of like being a student at school as being like part of a community and having a role there.
1: Right. No, I did sports basically to try to get other. <laughs> Other community, yeah, I, I think it's a really, yes, you know me well, sir. Um, I, I did not, I did not uh, do high school sports because it was like some, I was never passionate about any sport. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. this is something else, you know, where right. I, can, I can try to be something other than what I am just as a classroom kid.
0: Right, yeah, like, yeah, finding a place. I did, you know, I think. Almost all uh, males in Texas uh, do football in junior high. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's,
1: it's required. <laughs> and, <to. laughs>
0: and I, you know, I was in football in, in seventh and part of eighth grade until I quit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but in seventh my, grade, man, definitely, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to quit. Quit, man! I wanted to quit. Yeah, no, I heard all the anti quit rhetoric, believe me. Right. (laughs) It just wasn't from my, you know, fortunately, you know, to my dad's credit, it didn't come from him. You know, he was totally, you know, supportive. But the coaches, they took me in the coach's office and they just made me feel like crap, you know, for quitting on the team, even though, like, I knew that it wouldn't make one, it wouldn't make any difference if I quit. Um, And then, like, the guy who played the same position as me, but he was, you know, like, uh, the first string, you know, or like on the A team. Right. Uh, oddly, oddly, like in in the cafeteria, like after I quit, after he realized I was gone, which probably took a little while, anyway. <laughs> but after he realized I wasn't there anymore, like he gave me, you know, he gave me a hard time in at, at lunch and standing in the line at the cafeteria, and I was like, like you know, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's <laughs> turning into a different topic, which is yeah, like this anti quitter. <laughs> You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Culture. I just want to make sure that you touched on the
1: anti quit rhetoric, yeah, because that yeah. was, yeah, yeah, but if you uh, quit at this, you'll quit at that. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you'll man. just be a quitter, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, just, stick <laughs> just stick it out, just stick it out, just go and keep running your head into other people, um, right, yeah. Yeah, this. Was I remember before, I, this was before targeting was a problem. You were strongly <laughs> encouraged to to knock the hell out of someone else, <laughs> right, and you, yeah. they they still are. Like, not to say that they're not. but yeah. it, uh, it, was, it was zero concern for concussions or uh,
0: serious. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Injuries. It was just yeah, it was just making you more ready. Yeah, it just making for, you more ready. for battle. Yeah. 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 And uh, I remember. I still remember after I quit football because you know uh, football practice was like. Uh, the last period of the day, right? So it was like, you know, whatever period that was, seventh period or whatever. And then and then you continue on, you know, after the school day's over, right? And so when I changed my schedule, I ended up having art class, you know, like at seventh period. And which was such, you know, such a relief. Like I was like doing <laughs> sculptures and stuff, and, you know, <laughs> painting. <laughs> and, the, and then I remember I was in the art classroom, which was on, you know, like the second or third floor of the building. And I looked out the window and you had like this really good view of the, you know, the practice field. God. And and I looked out, you know, I was in the air conditioning, you know, I had some kind of, you know, art project, you know, assignment that I was doing. And I looked out the window and I saw them practicing out there. And it was just so clear to me that, like, this was like a really good decision that I made. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I had a very different <laughs> experience with sports <laughs> at, at school. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I, I, man. What a! It's almost like a story there, John. Like a storybook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, then he then he quit. Play- you ought to write a, a pro quitting uh, children's book <laughs> with, with these <laughs> yeah, exact good. images. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Pro quitting. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I I, I, I certainly.
1: And you know, I brought on You know, I, I, I don't even like. You know my. My parents, when it was just between me and my parents, they'd be like, all right, you know, we could get, we could talk, right? But it's like, uh, because I did, I did quit baseball. I did get, I was allowed to quit baseball after I was. That's where I proved that I could not catch a ball without it hitting my head first. Um, <laughs> they came so fast. I was just amazed that anyone could catch a freaking baseball. Uh, but uh, but
0: after it hit your head, were you able to catch it? Yeah. Yeah. After it, <laughs> okay. after it fell to the ground, I was able okay. to pick it up and throw it. You know? right, right.
1: No, there was a lot of just like it, it hit my mitt, but not quite right. And then, right. Right. You know, <laughs> and, uh, uh and this was before I had glasses just, There could have been like reasons that it was so shocking right. to me that, that people could <laughs> catch these things. Right. But uh but yeah, so like when it came down to that and I was just like, you know, this and yeah, yeah, my parents were supportive. But they, you know, they certainly wanted me to try new things and then you get into this culture. Uh, and it's like that, that anti-quit rhetoric and, and like, you know, and, and as a parent myself, like, it, you know, you want to make sure that you don't just encourage quitting, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, i just, my daughter had a, 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 climbing rock climbing camp that like two weeks ago. And I could tell after the end of the second day that she was like wanting to like <laughs> not go back. <laughs> right. And, um, And you know, I'm trying to like get ready for that conversation, and I'm thinking about like the money we've spent, and it's you know non-refundable. I'm sure, right? And uh, uh, and I was trying to figure out, you know, but my primary like go-to mode was like, oh, well, I got to talk her into uh to not quitting. She didn't ask, so she didn't ask to quit. Um, and uh, but and then she really enjoyed it. By you know, by the end of the week, she'd made some friends and. And so that's that's where that sort of pro or anti quitting rhetoric sort of is like I, it gets reinforced for me in my mind. But I think it's right, like right. there's too many different yeah, things going on. Right. We make it about quitting or not quitting, and that's not yeah. really what we need to be talking about.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it's not like if you know encouraging quitting. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, <like> not... <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, but that's really you know this. This connects to something we've talked about before, like, to me, which which I think is is this sort of distrust of the character of young people and, and like, this really low evaluation of the character of young people that, that they're just going to want to quit all the time. Right. You know? They're weak and they give up easily and they, they're not going to stick with things. And so you can't even allow that to be a possibility. Right. Right. Because that's their nature. That's their flawed, you know, uh, character that that has to be repaired, you know, and, and built up to be the character of an adult. Right. Right. (laughs) Just laughable. (laughs) Right. And, but it, it's, unless, like, like, how much difference does it make if you look at them and you, you assume that they probably don't want to quit, right? That's probably not something that's appealing to them at all. Right. Right. And so if they get to the point where they, you know, are asking to, or, or want to explore that possibility, it's probably pretty serious. Yeah, you know, it's not just some you know weakness that you know that they have like, uh, and I'm not saying you know you could have kids with weak character, right? I'm not saying like all kids are, you know, like have grit or whatever, whatever they call it, you know, <laughs> or that you know, or either way. But it's just you look at this is a human being who who you know like, uh, why would you just assume that they're weak, right? You know, and that they're just going to quit the first, the, the first as soon as they run into any resistance or problems or, or obstacles. You know, why would you assume that about
1: I, a person? I, I don't know, man. Back off. <laughs> 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 but, that, but that's what I. Assumed. Come on, Sean. but you're right. No, no yeah. I, I do the same thing. I, yeah. I like
0: exactly the same thing as a parent, and I'm sure, like as a teacher, you know, probably done it plenty of times, which is just jump straight into that, like you know, um, yeah, that assumption of like, well, you're just you know. I'm going to have to be strong for you, <laughs> you know, basically. <laughs> yeah. Because clearly you're, this. you know, you're not strong enough. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you haven't, you haven't solved my summer camp problem, but I, I think I, I feel, I feel I at least did my duty to the, uh, the good people who helped raise me and right, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, summer Save camps, the summer. summer camps can be great. But, but yeah, it is, it does go to like, I I did have this idea and it's sort of been modified after the, during this discussion, which was that you, you, you know, a school could have like a mandatory month. Like, you know, you're, you're talking about all this freedom at the school, but maybe you have like a mandatory month and maybe you don't have that in the academic setting. You have a mandatory month where you're just building the community and that could be like at a summer camp or, you know, location like that. Where you're uh, uh, again, I, I think, like immediately like my sense of importance of community is coming forth here, but like that's what you prioritize. You prioritize. Right. Here's how these people are as whole people, or as, as whole as you can see them. Um, you know, within with a month of just like an experienced, you know, experiences together. And then you go into your academic year, and that's when you have maybe flexibility and freedom and uh, of how to do things and explore things. And then then you'd be dealing with students and teachers, and you'd be dealing with each other uh, with more knowledge about who these right. people are as whole people. Right. Uh, and, and because, I mean, because you still need, like, wisdom, right? There's still kids who make, like, who, who need some assistance in making better decisions right um but but yeah maybe if we have a better sense of like the whole human being then um before we start teaching them then then we'll know when they actually do need that kind of advice right uh, or uh or when they're perfectly fine to make their own judgments you know when right. there's you know there's really nothing to be worried about i mean it's something i've, I've sort of you know, played around with with my mind. In my mind, I, I keep thinking. I wonder if I could pull this off at at the school I'm at now. Is have a a, a month of basically summer camp in September, and mm-hmm. then and and maybe I could. Maybe I could sell it. <laughs> now, now I got to think about it <laughs> in terms of selling it. But yeah, from the standpoint yeah. of, and then you have this like you basically have vacation dates for the school year. You get yeah, you know whatever. Uh, let's say three weeks of vacation a school year, and but then, or maybe four weeks, let's be more European about it. <laughs> four weeks of vacation a school year, but then you run through the summer, or you are you you reduce summer, right? Uh, but but I think it, you know, other things we haven't discussed, though, is, is that the school day is too long, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's so long, and it's like, uh, and 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 there's so many times where I feel like I've heard the 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 like oh it's such a nice day out and it's and it just looks nice but when you actually go out it's like blazing, but then there are <laughs> right. days where it is really nice, um right. and and the priority to get outside is 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 maybe like I feel like students are tuned into it students ask yeah. me to go outside all the time when it's like seventy yeah. degrees or whatever and I'm like ah and then. And then I'm sitting there thinking, oh, you know, in the middle of the summer, you need to be out there cooking <laughs> you know, in the Texas heat. It's like, right, yeah. actually, the more I think about it, it's like, that's when we should be in a classroom, is it's like, from like one o'clock on in, <laughs> right. in the summer of Texas. right? Uh, it's like, that's when the school day should start. Um, I don't know. There's a lot there, but but you've given me a lot to think about, and I'm not, uh, I, I'm going to say... Sorry, I'm talking a lot here, John, but I'm gonna say yeah, that going into this conversation, I was pretty certain you wouldn't be able to pry me away from summer but i I think you're you're uh you're making some good points and it's I'd rather see schools operate the way you described than um um, Than just insist on having a summer.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. If that's the choice, right. Yeah. Yeah. If like, that's the choice. You get to keep yeah. your summer, but school stays the way it is. <laughs> right. Or, right. <laughs> or all the things about the school that make you feel like summer is is non negotiable. You know, get uh, improved. Right. And then, then there's no need for summer vacation. Yeah, because I don't.
1: You know, I, I mean, speaking for myself, I don't need a break from students as people i need a yeah. break from all the academic behavioral you know all the all the all the things that come with keeping a student in an in a academic setting expecting certain right. behaviors right um, yeah I, I i love seeing them. i mean i see them during the summer all the time a lot of them come up and work at the school and yeah it's great to see the students and <laughs> like it's like human beings that i don't have <laughs> <Right>. to
0: grade <laughs> right right yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I was able to um, convince you, and hopefully, uh, the result isn't that summer goes away and school stays the way the same, because then we'll all just, you know, have
1: to <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. die. <laughs> that, that was
0: that was the worst possible outcome of the
1: year-round yeah. school thing. Was, yeah. was just imagining. Oh, we're just we going to need more, more of the same. Thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <was> just like, <laughs> we need to,
0: we yeah. just don't have enough time to do all the things we're trying to do right now.
1: Right, we need more yeah. time. Oh man, the yeah. the summer loss. So uh, we're good. We got to get ready for that that uh, the summer slide. Oh, summer slide, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, gotta get ready for that rhetoric, and it's gonna be compounded with the with the alarmed rhetoric of COVID, which yeah. it, I I loved. We were discussing. This might have been on the last episode, but I loved your point that when we were discussing, like you're like, why does no one just bring up if, if we've missed so much and we can like scientifically prove that we've missed this much, why don't we just repeat a year? I mean, right, if, yeah. if, if, if we know, if we know how education works so well that we can say we've lost <laughs> right. a year, then let's repeat a year. Like right? Yeah. big like, deal? It's
0: pretty, you know, it's pretty clear what the solution is. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know what? Like, like if we think bring about your hands this way, about that's another year and... of, that's like suggesting another year of torture for someone. Right, exactly. And that's, that's <laughs>
1: And that's why it doesn't come up as a solution. So instead, right. since no one except you has brought up that solution, as far as like I've heard, like it's yeah. just hand wringing and schools y'all need to, to get it together and, and you right. owe yeah. us. Make up for this. Yeah. Yeah. You, gotta, yeah. <laughs> you better figure it out and keep my right. kid on the, you know, schedule of graduating when he's eighteen. Right.
0: Yeah. But I mean really like I I would be surprised if there's any adult you know in their like 20s probably or but definitely 30s and, uh, and 40s and older who thinks that it makes a difference whether you graduate at 18 or 19, right? Or whatever, right? <laughs> like that it makes one bit of difference. No, you know, no, it's like all, in in yeah. sense of uh, yeah, like the you know a wasted year or you're a year behind or I any know of those kinds it's of
1: things. well you know it. There are adults that that do think it. It's the parents who overestimate uh, the the social cost of repeating a year. Um, right, right. But hell, yeah. I guess what get, I mean is, is yeah. But like you can get everyone to repeat things. this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exactly, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, everybody, yeah. Exactly. yeah. But, we just add a year yeah, to school for, for this class. Even, yeah, yeah. No or one for who, these classes, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm sorry, but I, I was just going to say that to to agree with you, no one who is seriously thinking about education would say that in maturity, that it matters yeah. whether or not you are a year or two graduated differently from someone else.
0: Right. Right. I mean, it, it, yeah, I get it's only that point that you mentioned as some like a, a social sort of social stigma. Right. It's like a, there's exactly. a sort of trauma involved in it, but it right. doesn't if have to my do with my kid education repeats a grade. I need to yeah. like
1: probably pull him out of that school so that you know, right. so that No one knows.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, so it has to do with those. And I'm not, you know, those uh, are, are real things, you know, in the context that, that we're in. Uh, but it's not about education. That's the right. right? That's, it's, it, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: But that's a different conversation. Yeah. We're talking about summer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, this doesn't matter really. You know, like we said at the beginning, it's, you know, going to be of no consequence. Uh <laughs> <laughs> now that
1: now that I'm inspired about this new model for education, thanks, John. But uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna really because
0: what it's predicated on is is like you know we're not arguing for getting rid of summer you know absolutely right. We're saying fix education, fix all the schools, get rid of all these problems, and then naturally then we won't see any need for summer break anymore. Right, or, get rid of summer that way. That's why it's not going to happen. Or or
1: we'll understand <laughs> summer break as a as a natural extension to education. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. So, but it was a nice thought experiment, you know. Anyway, it
1: was. It was. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I I was living in a world in a school, and and now I'm gonna, yeah. Now I'm gonna start
0: laying the groundwork. Yeah. You better enjoy your summer, Sean. <laughs> well,
1: I, sounds like I better get to work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Appreciate it, John. That was uh, yeah. That was good. You sort of pulled me out of out of my uh, my my summer lays there a little bit. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about anything, <laughs> and, so, and so I forced you to talk about summer and, <laughs> and the magical qualities of summer.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think we should probably bring this one to an end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's but, what I was trying uh, to do. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so just you can just cut this part out. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. So thank you Sean. We thank our list, well, let me thank the listeners first uh for joining us again and, you know, listening to our conversation. We hope you benefited from it and thank you Sean for another great conversation.
1: Thanks Sean.